have heard this before, but I will say it again. Elections have consequences. Just ask President Trump and just ask the House Democrats that are coming at him with a flood of new investigations. Plus, more people are jumping in and bowing out of the race for the White House in 2020. This is the State of America. The congressional committee that is in charge of impeachment proceedings just announced a sweeping investigation. The president is about to face more scrutiny on more fronts than any president ever has. Which one continues? Do you think the president obstructed justice? Yes, I do. I guess we got 81 letters. Uh, There was no collusion. There was no anything. There's never been more questionable conduct by a presidential administration and his cabinet than this Trump team. This is exactly what they've expected to happen, and they're preparing for battle. We're going to leave no stone unturned. We're not going to give Donald Trump Donald Trump justice, because if we gave him Donald Trump justice, he'd be impeached by now. Kate Baldwin in New York. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America. It should not be a surprise that when Democrats won back control of one half of Congress, things were going to be different in Washington. They were going to use their powers of oversight on the Trump administration, and they were going to use them fast. But just how fast, wide, and deep the Democrats are looking to dive was very big news this week. The Democratic chairman uh, announced that he is sending 81 letters to all aspects of Trump's inner circle, his, his family members, his, his Trump organization, former aides, officials who have a wide range of knowledge about a number of activities that the president has been involved with both as a candidate and while in office. 81 requests, nearly 100 people and entities reaching almost every aspect of the president's world now facing document requests from House investigators. Just look at all of these names. And it is not just that. They want those documents submitted, returned within two weeks. We're talking about another look at Russian election interference, but also any possible obstruction of justice and abuse of power by the president. Democrats seem particularly interested in any attempt by the president to undercut federal investigations like his firing of James Comey, any possible promises of presidential pardons, any violations related to the hush money payments to a porn star and a Playboy model during the campaign, and also irregularities in how top members of his White House got their security clearances, especially those two people in particular, his daughter Ivanka Trump and his son-in-law, Jared Kushner. We've learned that President Trump pressured his then Chief of Staff John Kelly and White House Counsel Dom again to grant his daughter and senior advisor Ivanka Trump a security clearance against their recommendations. This is according to three people familiar with the matter. The New York Times also reports that Trump was also ordered top White House officials to grant Kushner his top secret security clearance, despite concerns raised by intelligence officials in charge of that very review. And despite Ivanka Trump making this sweeping statement to ABC News just last month. The president had no involvement pertaining to my clearance or my husband's clearance. So no special treatment? No. No. Well, now the Democrats who have oversight power over all things government want the White House to clarify just exactly what happened here and what intel officials were so worried about when it came to Kushner and Ivanka Trump and security clearance. The White House, though, is refusing. We're not going to comment on uh, security clearances. That's the policy of the White House, and that continues to be the policy of the White House. 
And an important note here, to be clear, the president has sweeping authority when it comes to granting security clearances. He doesn't have to listen to anyone's advice when he hands them out. He can just do it. Since the president alone has that power, that's why it is so strange that the president, the White House, and his family all denied it over and over again. Who made the decision to restore his security clearance? How did that happen? The intelligence community and the FBI. It happened in the normal course. It happened the way it happens for thousands of people. There was nobody in the political process that had anything to do with it. There was nobody who pressured it. It was just done the normal, regular way. So how are Democrats taking that now? Here is one of the new Democratic chairman. When you cannot get information, you cannot be a check. Under the Constitution, we have a duty. It's not some witch hunt. Another way of saying that, you don't respond, subpoenas, my friends, are coming. So if the White House isn't cooperating with Democrats on that one, they are definitely not cooperating when it comes to the 81 other requests or whatever number that is at that point. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace to our country. I'm not surprised that it's happening. Basically, they've started the campaign. So it's a shame. And the people understand it. When they look at it, they just say presidential harassment. And the president suggests that he doesn't have to cooperate. His reason why is somewhat surprising. He says President Obama didn't, so I don't have to either. Yes, let it sink in. He's referencing President Obama as the president. Yes, the predecessor that he loves to hate more than anything else and whose policies he tries to reverse at every turn and almost any cost, Trump now wants to follow in the footsteps of that very same predecessor. President Obama, from what they tell me, was under a similar kind of a thing. Didn't give one letter. They didn't do anything. They didn't give one letter of the request. Many requests were made. They didn't give a letter. Only thing there, that's not even close to true. If you look at the big investigations under Obama, and that's just looking at the big ones, when Republicans were in control of Congress, Fast and Furious, Solyndra, Benghazi, the IRS, you might not even care the names of those investigations. Regardless, there were more than a million documents that were turned over with those investigations. More than a million documents in just one of those investigations, actually. So... Now that I have thoroughly confused you with Washington speak and history, history lessons from the not so distant past, let's get at the question underlying all of this. Is this about impeachment? Democratic leaders say no, not yet. This is not a pre-impeachment hearing. Our goal is not to decide whether there's impeachment. It may come to that if, if the facts show that, and it may not. But some new Democratic House members aren't waiting another moment. Later on this month, I will be joining folks and advocates across the country to file the impeachment, um, uh, um, oh my God, what are they? Resolution. Resolution. I'm sorry. I'm not in a Michigan legislature. Uh, Impeachment (laughs) resolution uh, to start the impeachment proceedings. And the person who likely has the final say in what happens on this front, uh, on this front in Congress, the House Speaker, of course, she puts it this way. Impeachment is a divisive issue in our country, and uh, let us see what the facts are, what the law is, and what the behavior is of the president. One way you can read that is they are in no rush to conclude these investigations, drawing that over the next two years, Republicans will call it an attempt at a death by a thousand cuts. But Democrats say they're just doing their jobs. And I'll leave you with this. No matter how this shakes out, it is proving once again, my friends, 
that elections have consequences. So, coming up for us, Democrats say they are making up for lost time. Two years when Republicans were in control and not investigating the president. Shockingly, Republicans see it very differently. So when it comes to these investigations that are really now just starting, I know it seems that it's only been one big investigation, but these are now just starting. How does this play out? The panel is here next. All right, so this is what they ran on, being a check and balance on the Republican president. And this is what it looks like, a jaw-dropping list of 81 people and entities from the president's family to his business to the current White House, all being told to turn over documents or else. This is a new chapter for the Trump presidency. What is it going to look like? The panel with me tonight. Sabrina Siddiqui is a politics reporter for The Guardian. She is here. Alice Stewart is a CNN political commentator and former communications director for Republican Senator Ted Cruz. Rob Astorino is a CNN political commentator and member of Donald Trump's re-election advisory council. And Joan Walsh is a CNN political commentator and national affairs correspondent for The Nation. All right, everyone. I will not ask you to recite all 81 names and entities because I, myself, my eyes glaze over. But, Sabrina, what do these 81 requests that were announced from the House Democrats, what do they do? Well, first and foremost, the way Democrats frame this is part of effort to restore oversight to Congress. And they say that they've been asking these questions for the past two years. When it's they were in the minority. When they were in the right. minority. It's just that Republicans were very reluctant to look into uh, these matters in any meaningful way and stymied a lot of these requests. I do think that while there's a long list and a very wide net that Democrats have cast touching on the president, his family, his business, uh, they're not all going to be the same in scope. Mm -hmm. uh, the, mo the focus will really be on the ties between the president and his inner circle and Russia and potential collusion in the campaign, the Trump Tower Moscow project, and then the hush money payments and some of the financial issues that came to light from Michael Cohen's testimony. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a, uh, that is a very excellent point. Do you think, Alice, the correct response from the president in initially hearing this was really was a smart communications move to say, well, Obama doesn't respond to, to document requests, so I'm not going to either. Whataboutism is never the right response. It is always own up and answer the question that you're asked at hand. And, and from this administration's standpoint, which what he has said, and they continue to say, is the right response. We have done nothing wrong. There is no collusion. There is no uh, uh, illegal activity. Mm -hmm. And we're going to fully comply and cooperate with any and all investigations. That's what they should do. That's what they say. But here's the problem. The, 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 the question during the election was, are Democrats going to legislate or are they going to investigate? Well, now they put this out there and that answers the question. And the key is if they had um, curtailed this and, and made it a mm -hmm. little more narrow focus, it would remove some of the scrutiny. But the fact that it's such a wide net, it, it just raises a, a lot more questions. And, and I think, though, I think the administration is right to fully comply and provide what they need if they've done nothing wrong. Well, and Alice raises an important point, right? If Democrats are flooding the zone with an investigation right out of the gate with 81 requests, and it's obviously this is completely up for debate if this is flooding the zone or not, Joan. Right. Do you think they risk doing exactly what they raised hell about when Obama was president, 
saying that Republicans were overreaching, overstepping, and just investigating to investigate to create, to, to stir a problem. I could imagine that they risk that, but it's way, way down the road, Kate. This is just beginning. And they are also legislating. They just passed H.R. 1, a sweeping voting rights uh, campaign finance reform bill. They, they are, they're having hearings. They won't go anywhere in the Republican Senate, but I hear you, Joan. Well, but, if you're, but if you're telling them that they should be legislating, <laughs> that's... Walk, to walk and chew gum at the same time. Yes, walk they are. They're, they're showing that they're able to do that. Great they have very, very uh, aggressive and ambitious young members, older members. A lot is going to get done. And I think this feels excessive to us, this eight, this list of anyone, yeah. perhaps, because Paul Ryan and the, the Republican House did nothing, did, didn't ask for any of these people. So, you know, if every time a scandal had arisen, the Republicans in the House were investigating what's going on with that, then we would maybe only have a few letters. Rob, do left. you, do you <laughs> just there would only be two people left? That's what Joan's telling you. Yeah. Do you think the White House grasps what these investigations over the next two years really mean for the president and the business of the White House? They need to respond to these document requests. They need they they have to, or they well, will face subpoena. And you can fight it. I mean, just because you get a subpoena doesn't mean you have to comply. You can, there is a process to fight that and say, wait a minute, this is completely out of the scope of what you should be looking at. This is invasive. There's no reason for this. And we're not going to give that out. And then they could either negotiate or they could take it to the courts. But this is a political colonoscopy without the anesthesia, by the way. This is what they're looking <laughs> for mean, here. Honestly, Seriously, honestly, they no. are going after him in any possible way and searching for anything because everything else is falling okay, apart. Okay, I hear you, but would you, will you sit here and with a straight face say that Republicans, <laughs> when they were in charge of the House, and provided they oversight of this White House? Over this White House? I, to some extent, yes. And they also had the Democrats going after them. But I would what? say, there well, were, no, the Democrats were trying to ask questions. Course, and, and they were they, they were bringing they, things they, out. They're not in charge. But with Obama, and it's not whataboutism. I think whataboutism is just showing some of the hypocrisy that, yeah, it was done before, so why is it okay now? That was going after legitimate policy issues. What happened in Benghazi should have had a hearing. What happened with Fast and Furious? This wasn't going after Barack Obama, the human being. You well, don't think hearings wait, wait. on those uh, controversies in the Obama administration, but I think one distinction that Democrats are making is that the contrast with the Obama administration is there were not these multiple ongoing investigations being led by federal prosecutors. There was not a special counsel right. and there was not a separate investigation as Trump is facing being led out of the Southern District of New York. So a lot of the people who are named on this list are witnesses who have also been called to testify before the federal government because of allegations of criminal activity. So it's not as though Democrats just created this list out of thin air and there are <laughs> more than 30 indictments, of course, that have come out of the special counsel investigation. Mm -hmm. And what they want to do is they don't want to overstep and, and coincide with that investigation and, and interfere with it in any way, but they want to have their own accountability yeah. from the hallways of Congress. And on the list, there's still people, there are still people who are missing from the list that is noteworthy. Ivanka Trump. There's reporting um, in the Washington Post that Democrats are struggling, having an internal debate on how aggressively to go after Ivanka Trump. Do you think, do you think, do you, I don't even know what to say. Do you See Democrats treating Ivanka Trump with kid gloves because she's the daughter of the president? Right now, it appears that that's exactly what they're doing. But they're also sitting back and 
biding their time because the other name that's not on that list that is helpful to the Democrats and potentially not helpful to Donald Trump, that name is Robert Mueller. And that, that, his report and what he finds will have a greater impact, in my view, than what these Democrats uh, will be able to uncover. And so from, from the standpoint, if they feel as though this administration is slow rolling, releasing some Not of really. these documents, yeah. they can sit back and take comfort in knowing that the, the Mueller report. I can is think Jerry Nadler being like, just making sure, guys, Mueller's <laughs> not on this list yet, right? <laughs> just go back there one more time. Okay, stand by, guys. Still to come. The 2020 election, why who is bowing out may be even more important than who is jumping in. That is next. I am struck by this Ivanka Trump thing. Do you think that... The- It's time to end this American crisis of division. It's time to bring all Americans together. And that is why I'm running for president of the United States. I'm not running, but I'm going to keep uh, working and speaking and standing up for what I believe. That was, of course, the 2016 Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton saying she is not looking for a rematch against Donald Trump in 2020. And also former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper saying that he is in. He's, he'd love a little match with Donald Trump right now. So is this week more about who is bowing out than who is jumping into the race for 2020s? Um, let us. Where should we begin? Let me think. Let's start with Hickenlooper. Sabrina. Um, at what point do we know if a Democratic candidate has a shot? I think it's really early to tell because a lot of people are looking at some of these initial polls and saying, well, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders are leading the pack. Well, they also have the most name recognition coming right. into these the polls race. Are just like, yeah. As we learned from 2016, polls tell you almost nothing. And so I think that the question for a lot of these candidates is going to be how do they distinguish themselves? Because no one candidate is going to be the anti-Trump candidate. Every single Democrat on that stage is going to be running a campaign against Mm -hmm. the president's re-election. What is going to be their signature issue with which they can build more of a profile. For John Hickenlooper, it might be guns in Colorado, where he enacted comprehensive and gun control of, measures. It may be climate change, like unity guy. marijuana like, legalization. He's like, let's, let's all get let's along. Let's all work together. Yeah. Everyone's going to have to have something that distinguishes themselves from the pack. Do you think, let's, let's all get along, do you think there's space for that? There, there in has, politics right now? There, sure, there is. And, and here's the thing, the Democrats... Right now, so many of them share the same views on a lot of the issues, uh, climate change, socialized medicine, um, free college, and free health care. Someone really does need to distinguish themselves. And really, we won't know who's heading the pack until February 3rd of next year after the, the first Iowa caucus. But, but here's the thing. They need to, wrap, the, they need to wrap their head around the fact that they need to nominate someone not that is just going to be popular for the primary, but is good for the general. They okay. need to nominate someone that can take on Donald and Trump. And that gets exactly to, is it more important who is bowing out? Because the way Mike Bloomberg, the mm-hmm. former uh, mayor of New York City, a billionaire, uh, really, really quite well known, he's flirted with the idea of running before. He officially says he's not, Joan. And what he says in saying that he's not going to run, I found fascinating. He says he's confident he's the guy to beat Trump, but he doesn't think he can make it through a primary. Well, that's a problem. It's a problem. We'll see. I mean, you need to to inspire your base to to get through 
the primary, but also to win the general. I mean, you know, people can argue mm -hmm. that Hillary Clinton, who I supported, uh, did not get that overwhelmingly support. Black turnout was down in 2016. It should not have been. Some of that was voter suppression. But, you, you know, there, there's this argument. A lot of people are trying to say, oh, we need a centrist. We need somebody to reach out to the middle. Uh, but if you do that, if you pick a hick and looper, do you risk discouraging your African-American base, your, your base of younger voters, your, your, your very Because enthusiasm is everything. Enthusiasm is going to be everything in this election. And I was sad, you know, to, a little bit sad to see Sherrod Brown say he was not going to run today. I, I, I didn't expect Democratic, that. Democratic uh, senator from Ohio. Senator from Ohio. I think that's part of it. He would, he would have given up his seat and a Republican would have replaced him. You. Uh, but he was somebody who, you know, if you're going to vote for a white man, uh, <laughs> was great. I love you. I mean, An international reluctantly, um, you have to. Let me ask you this, Rob. One person that is still out, everyone's waiting for to make a decision, is Joe Biden, the former vice president. Uncle Joe. And, uh, uh, Uncle Joe. Yeah. He has said, people close to him say he's 95% in. Do you acknowledge he would be, do you think he would be the most formidable challenge to President Trump? Uh, I think. Probably. Um, but the interesting thing is when they start going back into Joe Biden's record and some of the things he voted for in Congress, some of the things he said. Which Even though have, this is his third time yeah, running. But the circumstances have changed now. Yep. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Everything is politically incorrect. And so he's going to have a hard time explaining that. And it's going to be back to the you're the white guy. Ah, ah, ah. Well, it's not just that. I mean, you know, a lot of lot of feminists hold, still hold Anita Hill the way he treated Anita Hill and the hearings in general mm -hmm. against him. A lot of African Americans are very concerned about his sponsorship of the crime bill and also some of the rhetoric he used around it. He was anti-busing. Right. There are things that, that can be defended and debated, but this notion that Joe Biden is this great liberal is more of a, uh, an affect kind of thing and Barack Obama's vice president, not so much his record. Oh, I think, man, it's going to be fun, guys. Oh, my is. goodness. And we have to still talk. Is Hillary Clinton really not in because then she was upset that people <laughs> thought that she was, that was a definite I'm not running? I don't even think we need to go there right now. No, we we'll, <laughs> Joe says we're moving on. Okay, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. That's the State of America this week. Be sure to check out the podcast. You can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite app. We'll see you back here next week. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.